Welcome to the Daily Line of Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Jones, with Gabby and Josh Peach. We just got back from the game. Um, it ended. It was it was a weird game. Josh said that a lot this uh, during the game. Line I obviously lost 21, 24 to 20. What was the score? 31 to 24. One point off from my prediction. On the radio, I said 31-23. Proud of you, Josh. Thank you. I Um, said 24-21 Illinois, so that was wrong. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) But we're back. We're here to get um, this live reaction podcast going. uh, Just about everything that we saw during the game. Very weird game. Most importantly, um, the Illini have COVID problems, right? We heard rumors from swirling around Illini Twitter, uh, Late this week that the Illini were dealing with COVID issues. Those rumors were confirmed short, like maybe an hour before the game um, as they tell us that Brandon Peters um, and Doug Griffin Moore, Griffin Moore uh, have both tested positive uh, for COVID-19 and that there are a number of people. Um, they didn't specify which – there were 14 players out today. They didn't specify which ones had COVID. Those were not including Brandon right. and Griffin, by the way. Right. Which ones had COVID and which ones um, were just out for injuries. You mean con- were out for contact tracing. Right, COVID reasons. But we do oh, know that the yeah. roommates of Moore and Peters right, right, were right. contact tracing. So the ro- the roommates of them are definitely contact tracing. Other than that, we don't know which ones are injured, injured, which ones have um, are, are dealing with the contact tracing process. So Matt Robinson was there to start the game. Um, he has one drive, injures himself on a scramble, trying to get the first down, unfortunately. Um, but then Karan Taylor comes in um, and is at the helm for the Atlanta for the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, I, this, this game was really weird. There was a lot of... We thought it was over at halftime. Going into the fourth quarter, we thought it was over. The Illini almost came back, made it a game. Typical Illinois dr- fashion. Yeah, it was an Illini loss. Yeah. A very typical <sighs> Illini loss. I if, think. Go ahead. I was trying to talk about it. if you would have told me six months ago <laughs> Dang. that six. Karan Taylor. Mm-hmm. was going to throw the first touchdown pass of the me. 2020 football season out of left un- for the next six months. If you had told me six today. months, uh, two if, weeks right, ago. Right, two weeks ago. If you had told me four days ago that Karan Taylor would throw um, a touchdown pass before Brandon Peters. Yeah. I was like, Or no, anyone. Or anyone. And then Daniel Matterbebe is the first guy to catch a touchdown. Like, what? Yeah. It's wild. This... <sighs> 2020 just keeps getting better, right? No, I I don't know. I it's just so weird. The only way to describe it is weird. Um, not only just with the positive cases and obviously Illinois now dealing with this COVID issue. Um, that let's face it, a lot of college programs are dealing with right now. A lot of NFL programs are dealing with right now. Like this is very prevalent. Wisconsin is up to like near 20, maybe over now, 22 22 combined cases throughout their staff. Lovey really did not enjoy the questions about that after the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shannon Ryan tried to kind of press press him um, into elaborating on the whole COVID thing. He obviously said they can't trace it back to if it came from Wisconsin. And it's kind of weird to think it would because the first guy that tested positive out of Wisconsin or the one we heard was Graham Mertz. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Pierce was nowhere near Graham Mertz. So it's, the whole situation's weird. We obviously, other players on Wisconsin could have been positive before the game. We don't know. But 
Everything's weird. Kron- or Matt Robinson starts the game. Pretty typical. We kind of knew that because um, Isaiah Williams was one of the ones. He's Griffin Moore's roommate, so he was out, um, which is really unfortunate because I would have liked to see how he would have played. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would have yeah. liked to see how he would have played as the starter. I mean, not even last year Brian. when he when he had to start. Um, when Brandon Peters was dealing with uh, the head injury, I mean, he was solid. He was yeah. what you want from a backup quarterback. Matt Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, like in the Michigan game, they're down twenty-eight to zero, but then he led like a low-key comeback. They were you know, down I'm, twenty-eight to zero. I'm saying I kind of wished we would have been able to see Isaiah. Me too, start. because the, every, every single time he's been put in, it's like a weird running play or a bad passing play, and he hasn't actually gotten to showcase his true talent. Yeah, like he, what's he like as a starter? He is a four, he's not a five-star quarterback, but he's a four-star quarterback. He was still in the SPN 300, so clearly the kid's got talent. He's just never got his moment. Yeah. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting, too, to see. Okay, so Isaiah Williams is – the people who have to go through the contact tracing process are now quarantined for at least 10 days, yeah. obviously – um, if they end up contracting uh, COVID, it'll be a different story. They'll be out for the 21 days. But in two games, um, not Minnesota, but Rutgers, Isaiah Williams could be back. So it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. if that's who they go with. But I want to talk about Matt Robinson goes down. We bring in Cron Taylor. This man played, it says on <laughs> FightingLina.com, Made like made a fourth quarter appearance uh, mm-hmm. last year, right? That's last it. year. That's it. That's the only college against experience Rutgers he's had. too. <laughs> against Rutgers, like this man comes in, no college experience, and he didn't do bad. It's he. It's really was, hard to evaluate. About, I've been thinking about this all day because he didn't for a four string quarterback, right? That might not have thought he would have. If if this was a normal season, he might not have seen the field at all. Yeah. Ever. Um, and he is basically, with the exception of the very first drive, is basically the starter today. Plays plays the most snaps. Um, it's Everything is, is, is designed around him um, in terms of what the offense is doing. And, yes, he threw two picks. Yes, he fumbled the ball a few times. <laughs> um, but other than that, he was making his throws really well. He, what, it, they weren't easy throws. They were, they were upwards of 30 yards throws that he was making downfield, finding receivers. Um, it seemed like he was really leading the team in the fourth quarter. I mean, he threw two touchdown passes. Yeah. Um, he he almost led them to a, to, to a third touchdown, which would have tied the game up. Obviously, um, not what you want when, when they throw that kind of check down to Mike Epstein on, yeah, on fourth that. and ten. That really only got them, what, seven yards? Mm-hmm. With um, Luke Ford... Open in the middle of the field. Right, right. Open. But you have to, I mean, like, this is a, four, like, they, they talked about it. I think I, I went into his breakout room, Karan Taylor's, right as he started talking about, like, how many, he, he'd only gotten five snaps with mm. the starters this year in practice. You got to build chemistry, right? You got to build chemistry with Luke Ford, with Daniel Matterbebe, Josh Matterbebe, um, Mike Epstein. You got to figure all that out. And it's also hard to game plan. He's a very different quarterback than Brandon Peters yes. is, than Matt, Robbins, than Matt Robinson is. And, and they went into the game thinking Matt, Matt was going to be yeah, playing. Right. Um, so was, 
I, I really like how the offense runs under Karan Taylor. It's a lot of rollouts. It's a lot of options. There's he, a There was a lot of flow to it. It was a lot of flow. It looked good. That's the thing. Especially is in the fourth quarter. There was a lot of things that they could do run, because the running game was there. Chase Brown and Mike Epstein did a pretty good job today. I think they combined for like 140 yards and a touchdown. Right, Karan Taylor was running a lot. He his rushing numbers don't show it because he got sacked a lot. Yeah. Um, but his longest run was like. He ended up with thirty two like, yards. Yeah, could have been a lot more. He had like a, a twenty more, yard. Like, run yeah, yeah. I think his long was like thirty or something like that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, looks better on on, like if you're actually watching game than it does on paper because of all the sacks. He looked really well, and if this if he's the quarterback, for the Illini, because obviously we. Matt Robinson looked to tweak one of his elbow. I mean, his not his elbows, his uh, ankles. Yeah. Uh, if if Matt Robinson is out next game, right, and he's the starter, and he has this whole week to prepare to look at film to see what I did wrong, I'm kind of comfortable with him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I'd rather have him next week than Matt Robinson. I totally agree. There was a flow. I want to. I want to look at some stats here. Let's think of last week, okay? Mm-hmm. Brandon Peters. 87 yards, 8 of 19, 10 of his passes went to Bebe, Joshua Matter Bebe. Really bad game on mm-hmm. the offensive side altogether. And yeah. I know we don't – it's hard because we only have this one and game. And the Wisconsin defense And is the Wisconsin really, really defense is much better than Purdue's. Not, Purdue still has a solid defense. But Daniel Barker, five targets. Brian Hightower, four targets, four catches. Daniel Barker was also five for five. Joshua Matter Bebe, four for five. Daniel Matter Bebe – Two for two. And then, and then Kyron Cumming, Mike Epstein, Chase Brown, Donnie Navarro, Luke Ford all had one catch. That's what you need yeah. from your offense. You need that. Daniel Barker had 74 yards. Brian Hightower had 97 yards. That that's connection between those two, those two was really good. And that's what you need from any quarterback. No. Like, And obviously when Brandon Peters is back, he's back. There's no question that he's the starter. But what I'm saying is... You got to see this week, at least, that there's talent on this roster. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that last week. That's what was so good about today, you said it perfectly, is that you saw the talent that they've been talking about all summer. Yeah. And you, you're, you have to get the ball to these talented players. Obviously, you, you can, you can you know, pick at that, that fourth – or the, the, the last drive where it was fourth and ten. It was yeah. even third and ten before that. And That just wasn't a good you play know, call. But, but – you know, one play calling wasn't great. Reads weren't great. Correct. Obviously, uh, Karan Taylor could have done better. But getting them to that point, throwing that pass to Joshi Matterbebe, which was either going to be a touchdown or it was going to be pass interference, ended up being pass interference um, to put them right there for the 15-yard penalty. That that was like a veteran move. Yeah. That's what you see people in the NFL do it, whether that's, whether that's Drew Brees or that's Aaron Rodgers, you know, forcing the defense to – to have to make a mistake yeah. or to let them score. Like, that that's thats all that they can really do in that situation. And you said, I mean, Josh Matabebe, four for five. He dropped. That was a drop. That yeah. was, It wasn't a bad pass. It was a drop. Now, I'm not saying Karan Taylor. Karan Taylor's both interceptions were very bad passes. <laughs> one was behind the receiver running across her. One, he overthrew Daniel Barker. Daniel Barker was like 6'4". He also yeah. should have had really another jump. one on that last drive. He should have had yeah. another one. He got hit, through it. Probably should have taken the sack, um, threw it, uh, missed Daniel Barker. The defender dropped the ball. He could have easily had three interceptions and three fumbles, right? He yeah. could have mm-hmm. – the the offense, not including turnover on downs, the offense had four turnovers. All of them involved um, Taylor, uh, Karan Taylor. 
that's unfortunate, but like it's also very hard to and I don't know why I feel this way, but I really, really look over those mistakes because for two reasons. One, because he without those interceptions, without one of those interceptions and one of those fumbles, say he throws one pick and fumbles twice, right? They win the game. Mm-hmm. And two is because when he wasn't throwing interceptions, he looked really, really, really good. Yeah. The only every time he had a bad pass, it was either intercepted or almost intercepted. He made rookie mistakes. He made right. not experienced mistakes. Obviously, you can't have four turnovers coming from you, mm-hmm. and I think he knows that. Lovey talked a lot about in the press conference. <sighs> he literally did not. He did not practice with these yeah. guys. Like he does not practice. Um, like Brandon Peters practices, um, you have to give this guy credit, and mm. I th- I think we are, and I'm excited to see if he plays next week. I'm excited to hopefully see those mistakes be minimized, yeah. and really see this guy's true potential and like mm. what he can do on the field. I think just what I was saying, having the diversity and all these different guys that are getting catches is huge. He doesn't have chemistry with these guys, but he was still making these plays. He can move. He can run. Mm-hmm. We all know we like that. We wanted Brandon Peters to run more. We got that with Cron Taylor. He's obviously a bit smaller than Brandon Peters is. Um, but I want to credit the offensive line today. 100%. I want to credit the offensive line because he – Taylor had a lot of time. Mm-hmm. They gave him a lot of time to throw. They looked ten times better – than they did against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Granted, Wisconsin's Wisconsin, defensive Wisconsin. line really good, but our offensive line is really good. Shout out Kendrick Green for stepping in the center position because Doug Kramer's out. He looked really good in that position. And that's the thing is if you think about the fumbles that happened in the backfield, right, you have to look at all the context, right? Kendrick Green is snapping the ball. Mm-hmm. Not the, really, really good today, but you don't know, you know, it's But that's not natural. Right, that's, a, that's not naturally one who he's snapping to two he's not naturally snapping yeah um and then you look at uh karan taylor who doesn't have that handoff chemistry with chase brown and Mm -hmm. mike epstein so like you like if all these turnovers can be chalked up to poor decision making and lack of experience then you gotta feel comfortable with this guy right yeah and i don't know it makes me really happy because it was a complete 180 right from from what it was against Wisconsin, Wisconsin, you couldn't get a drive, you couldn't you couldn't get, you first, get down. first down. It was like, tough. Even when he threw interceptions, he was driving. He was in the yeah. red zone on his first interception. He was driving that whole time. One of his fumbles, he was driving and he fumbled. At least you're driving, right? Yeah. And you put up 24 points. They were moving the chains yeah. too. Like they were consistently getting first downs. The offense looked really good. Like it just looked like. Mm-hmm. How an offense should look. And I think our standards are very low just <laughs> because of what we saw last week. So it's not like I'm – we're not out here trying to say, like, this offense is phenomenal and Cron Taylor's phenomenal. But all things considered, I'm sure you're going to hear that phrase so many times when talking about Illinois this week. All things considered, offense played well. You minimize those mistakes. You – I don't want to say it, but you might have a chance next week. You, you might have a chance. Minnesota's own too. Listen, if they kind of like band together and it's like, you know what? Like, let's do this for the guys that are out. Like, Cron Taylor obviously is going to make corrections this week. 
Rod Smith's going to be able to work with him more one-on-one this week. He's going to get to connect with the receivers, the running backs, the Mm -hmm. O-line this week. He can really make something happen. Well, what I... The thing about Taylor, if you take away the last 18 minutes of the game, it wasn't that good. Because they started driving going into the fourth quarter, and then he had a fantastic fourth quarter. So he gets a, But he does get a pass because there is no chemistry. Even if he didn't get the pass, they still were driving, sort of like they did against Wisconsin. But his interception, his fumble, is like comparable to not getting the fourth downs right. like we did last week, which was a problem again this week. I think we were... Three for five or two for four or something. Well, like yeah. That so on it was. Conversions. We did a lot of fourth down conversions, partly because. And I respect that. Thank you I do respect four. it. I love the part. Four. Partly because James four. McCourt was out, and that's another thing you got to think of. Yeah, I forgot. Um, one James McCourt's out, and it was but, a windy day. Not that. Not. I don't think they would have won, but it's just another no, option no, no. that you have. But um, I don't. I don't know if I like that. If that was the logic, I don't like that law well, logic like because Peters Caleb Griffin was the one good. who was supposed to take Chase McLaughlin's spot. Yeah, but like for instance, when Brandon but Peters it was Whitney like and everything the forty yard line or something like yeah. that, right? That's a long field goal anyway. It's a fifty yarder. It's a fifty yarder. Yeah. I feel like and if someone it's James who just McCord, doesn't have game here. experience. Um. Yeah. So we could talk about that in the offense forever. I think they had a, a pretty solid game given all the circumstances. But we're going to have to talk about the defense because no. <laughs> the defense, it's it's what you've been seeing from this defense for a year and a half now. They can force turnovers. I think they had, what, two, two. forced two. fumbles. They had three fum- forced fumbles. Two of them recovered. Jake Hansen's uh, really good. Yep. Jake Hansen's really good at forcing fumbles. Who we, th- we all thought was concussed, by the way. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah I, was I was very really shocked, shocked to see him out there. And he looked good, he and looked he was good. at the post-game press conference. Right, I'm sure they would. Yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't yeah. have. If he, if he actually had a concussion and he wasn't okay, I'm sure they wouldn't have played him. Well, so yeah, but that obviously was Obviously glad he's healthy. Um, but, man, while they're good at forcing turnovers – their defense is bad. That secondary needs a lot of work. so bad. The most surprising thing, I said this last week, I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it. The most surprising thing is the front four. Shout out to them. They yeah, are the strongest part of the defense. They're, They're kind of good. good. Owen Carney, really good. Lots of mistakes, lots of penalties. Mm-hmm. But... He constantly pressured that line, constantly put pressure on Aiden O'Connell. Forced a fumble. Forced a fumble. Obviously, you got to clean up those penalties. I think penalties were just a team-wide issue this week. And they, uh, Wisconsin, or not Wisconsin, Purdue had a lot of um, penalties as well. Roderick Perry had another pretty solid game. Um, He wasn't as efficient, but he had a sack and he had... One and a half tackles for loss. Owen Carney, I'm looking at the stats right now. He had three sacks and three and a half tackles for loss. Jake Hansen had two tackles for loss. That's good. really good. Yeah. And that's that's what's wild is that they're pretty good at stopping the run. Even mm-hmm. in the first half of Wisconsin, they're pretty good. It's hard when you get these long drives. I think they, they held them under 100 yards rushing. I know their running back had 100 yards, but after you factor in sacks um, – yeah, they he held him under hit. 100 yards. He just hit. 100 right, he yards. just got over 100 yards. Um, and he had a really big game last week. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a uh, Xander Horvath. Right, he's right. really good. So they they stopped the run. 
against a good running back. They got to the quarterback. They did what they they held up their end of the bargain, and the secondary let Listen to Aiden this. McConnell throw. Not that Aiden well, McConnell obviously they averaged almost three hundred passing yards a game last year, so this isn't a surprise, especially against this defense. Yeah. But he had three hundred and seventy four, seventy six passing yards today. Twenty nine of thirty five. He was 35. on. He so was he on. had. So this is and this is what's this is how you know this secondary is is not good at all is that two games in a row was first game was one incompletion they let yeah. Graham Mertz have and now it's six incompletions. There's no way that you should not be forcing these incompletions. And when you look at a lot of these plays downfield, why you're, you're not win. you're not often getting beat. Um. Like in a in when there's it's a fifty fifty ball situation. Yeah. These receivers are wide open, and this isn't this isn't discredit to Graham Mertz who had a great game. This isn't discredit to Aiden McConnell who had a great game. A lot of quarterbacks are gonna make those throws and gonna make those completions yeah, if, if you give them that you, amount of space. There are so many holes in this zone that they play. Mm-hmm. Um, when they play man, I it's it's tough because every time you see it, every time you see. The Atlanta on defense, and it's a long pass situation. You see a guy open. No, there's never they never shut down the entire. Offense. And again, no discredit to either of these quarterbacks, but you're a college starting quarterback for well, Graham Mertz obviously wasn't start, but you're a college level, Big Ten level quarterback for a reason. You're gonna be able to throw right. the ball. You're gonna be able to make those passes. David Bell, 122 yards. He's obviously a monster. We expect that. Milton Wright, 100 yards. Xander Horvath, 55 yards. Payne Durham, 52 yards. Yeah. You're giving up that much? That's 222 yards between two guys. And it'd be different if... And to think their best receiver wasn't even on the field today. Rondell Moore was out. If he was out of the game, he would have eclipsed 400. And (laughs) it's, it's, it's frustrating to see because it's one thing when you leave people wide open it's another thing when you go to tackle them and you miss tackles i'm if i see one more <laughs> try and tackle the feet and not just tackle them it's hard. wrap them up i understand tackling the feet it works against a it lot works, of guys against but these if big, you continuous these big 10 tight ends if it's you not are continuously missing them yeah. it's not put a body on somebody. it's not working it's, anymore you know wrap them up tackle them put them down like yeah it's I get the whole idea that you want to force the turnover. You want to do whatever. This lovey ball. You can't play lovey ball if you can't even stop them. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't get to that point. We can't get yeah. to the point of winning. Barring the mistakes the offense made, they gave you the chance to win. Last week, no chance. Offense gave no you chance. chance. Offense gave you a chance this week. They made mistakes. Whatever. The defense didn't. Hold up there under the bargain, in my opinion. I don't. I don't think they did. I. Purdue has a solid offense. I don't know if they should have put up thirty-one points on it. I agree, and you know, I don't know how many times we're gonna say like, oh, you know, this is a good quarterback, but because frankly, the road doesn't get any easier from here. Tanner no. Morgan is probably the most accurate quarterback in the Big Ten, maybe besides Graham Mertz now, who Illinois is going up against next week. Rutgers has a transfer quarterback. Uh, they're going to have to go against Justin Fields. Like, there are some good quarterbacks in the Big Ten this year. And if that secondary can't get it together or the linemen can't, you know, step back and make some plays, they're really going to be in trouble because, you know, like, I don't want to, 
you know, jump to the rest of the games of the season, but a lot of people looked at this game for Illinois as the most winnable game of the year. Yeah. yeah. And if you struggled this much against Aiden O'Connell, who is not that proven, and it's things tough. do not look good. It's tough because this game, despite <clears throat> everything that went wrong for the Illini pregame and during the game, was winnable. It was you, right you can argue that it should have gone to overtime. Some you could argue better decision-making you're better in Better decision-making you're in overtime. You could argue that no... Less turnovers. Obviously, no turnovers is is a tricky game because then you could say that the same thing about the Illini, right? If they don't force any turnovers, there's no way they're winning. If you cut down on turnovers, you win this game, right? If the defense could cover anybody in the in the secondary in the first half uh, and in the third quarter, you can win this game. There's 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 a lot of situations where this game can go the Illini's way, and it's tough because, as Josh said, it just doesn't get any easier from here. And you're looking at this team where a lot of us had them as a 4-4 four and four team in the regular season trying to get to that five-win mark with that ninth game, and it's not looking like that. The good thing, though, is that we said against Wisconsin, we said if they, look, if they show up like this, they're going to be a one-win team. They're going to be a two-win team max. They didn't show up like that in Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. They no. fought. And that you that's why I'm gonna I give this team a lot of credit is because they fought. They they got their butts kicked in Madison and they came back here and they fought and against a team where, you know, they didn't have as many people out as you. You have your start you you, you literally lose your top three starters at, at a position, the most important position, and you're still out there competing. So I, I give credit to the Illini, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that if you just fix one thing, one or two things, this game goes differently. And you're looking at this like, dang, we really came out despite all this in mm-hmm. one instead of dang, we lost. You have to think about this and this and that that happened to us. To me, it's just disappointing that we're at this point with the defense right now. These are veteran guys in the secondary. You have Nate Hobbs. You have Sidney Brown. Uh, Tony Adams. Mm-hmm. Devin Witherspoon is obviously a little newer. Um, Marquez Beeson, obviously newer. This should not... Like, what is happening in practice that's not translating into the game? Because I feel like in the offseason, Lovey was very high on this group of players. Mm-hmm. He was very high on the secondary. Even after the Wisconsin game, he's like, I, that was very surprising to me how they played. Like, are our offenses? Do they just know what's happened? Like, yeah, are, is seems like they know. Seems like the defense is what, so predictable yeah. right now, and they just know where mm-hmm. the holes are going to be because the defense looks the same. Yeah, it's. I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, if I did, I'd be a, a NCAA coach, and I'm yeah. not here trying to and, like talk bad about Lovey or anything. I think he's a great culture coach and everything. And I think these guys have talent. These secondary guys have talent. It's not like we're saying, oh, they're not good. Like, they're not playing well. They're not. But But I also, you have to look at, you also have to look at coaching. Yeah. Because. No, I agree. And. Like, at some point, you have to change. At some point, you have to realize, it's like, look, like, what what are 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 we doing X and O wise that is not working and that is letting teams Mm -hmm. just dice us up? Because it's one thing if you're getting beat, like if you if you just have this monster wide receiver um, that's beating you, or this quarterback that's like making these impossible throws yeah. to beat you, or a scheme that's just too good, too smart that you can't stop. But you're getting beat by by, by, by common schemes, wide open. by by solid receivers and by solid QBs, and you're letting them put up, you know, 
he going 20 of 21 for 280 yards or going what what do you go 19 of 26 today for 370 yards or no he went uh 29 and 35 Ooh, 29 and yeah. 35 that was off 29 <laughs> yeah, was like, for 327 yards or 376 76. yards <laughs> trying to get the numbers yeah i'm just going off the head but it i mean and as we talked about this week off air like i'm so scared for when justin fields comes here oh my god what, I, you know, if you don't, if you can't uh, even guard, I don't even, the, you know, it's like, what's going to happen when Ohio State comes here? It's going to look like what happened when Iowa came here two years ago. I'm scared for worse. <laughs> ten times worse. This is Ohio State. Yeah. They are arguably one of the best. Te- well, not arguably. They are one of the best teams in the country. Arguably could be the best. I'm scared for Tanner Morgan next week. I I'm think he's more. Ac- I think Tanner Morgan is more accurate Tanner than Justin Morgan's Fields. Really good. Yeah. I'm worried for Adrian Martinez, who's a good dual threat quarterback. Right? He's I'm looking smoke at us. this schedule: Minnesota, Rutgers, Nebraska, Ohio State, Iowa, Northwestern. Who am I not scared of? Rutgers is playing well. Northwestern's playing Iowa's well. Iowa's always good. Iowa's always good. Nebraska. We're not beating Northwestern. I can Who tell really you that knows? right now. Who really knows about Nebraska? I'm looking at the schedule like. It's Josh, you said it perfectly. It's not going to get any easier. It's actually going to get harder. Yeah. Unfortunately. We made Aiden O'Connell, is that his name? We made him look a lot better than he is. I promise yeah, you. Yeah. That. That's what I'm saying. I think this defense needs to figure it out, and they need to figure it out quickly because Tanner Morgan's coming to town. Then you go to Rutgers, who's playing well. Then you go to Nebraska. Adrian Martinez is going Adrian to Martinez tell you that right now. wrecked your defense last year. He straight up wrecked the Illinois defense last year. Better not let that happen again. Then you go Justin Fields, done. Like, yeah, something needs to change, and it needs to change soon. There needs to be a talk within this secondary <laughs> group. Listen, like, why are we playing like this? Like, we're better than this. Like, there needs to be some serious self-reflection. Otherwise... This team's never, ever, ever going to have a chance to win. If this secondary can't get it together, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to be dramatic, but no, I don't care right. what quarterback's out there. Cron Taylor, Brandon Peters, Isaiah Williams, Matt Robinson, put Deuce Fan out there. I don't care. Yeah, you're not winning. You're not winning. If you, can't, if you cannot stop leaving these holes, stop blowing coverages, why are guys wide open? Why can't we tackle? Yeah. 100%. It's upsetting. It's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, that's all I have to say about the secondary. <laughs> yep. As we look forward to next week, which obviously Minnesota comes to town, we thought they were going to be one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Obviously, they've suffered two losses so far in their two games. Um, I. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, this isn't. This is all just because Minnesota's played bad. This isn't a game. I'm saying, you know, the the uh, the Illini can win. You know, it's like you have to show up big again. Yeah, right. Minnesota's like, you, really good. Karan Taylor has to have a better game than he did this week. He can't turn the ball over like that. It, it, no, because then it won't be like obviously the, the experience will still be lacking, but it won't be. Oh, it's your first game out there. You know, you did a good job for 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 the circumstances because. If Matt Robinson is out next week, you're the starter, right? You have this week to, to figure out everything. Hopefully, the the COVID situation stays the same or get better or gets better. It doesn't get worse. Um, we'll obviously know about that in the coming days. Um, Karan Taylor has to have a better game, right? You're mm-hmm. gonna need a better game from the running backs. The running backs have been good this year. They haven't been great. Um, the offensive line is gonna have to have a similar game. 
the receivers are going to have to have a similar game that they did this this week, and the defense is going to have to turn it around from everything that they did yeah. to even have a chance to, to play at Minnesota. A there's, still, there's still a lot of talent. There's good coaching. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. What I want to talk about before we leave this off, though, is my record prediction before the <laughs> season started was after that ninth game, they'd be 5-4, and four, right? <laughs> right now, I am – one and one in my predictions. I predicted them to lose against Wisconsin, predicted them to win against Purdue. I feel like we're all there. Um, as we look at the season, seven games left. Hopefully they get to finish. What are we looking at this team record-wise? Because Zero. <laughs> I think it, and you say that, and you like you might be joking. It could happen. I'm not joking. It could happen. Literally, tell me which game on the schedule to win. I don't know. And I... I think they're going to pull up. I think they're going to win at least one game. I think they're going to win I think they're going to win one. I don't – my – I think Josh and I were pretty similar, similar to you, five and four mm-hmm. after that game. I was four and five. Potentially four and five. I don't really remember exactly what I said. I'm looking at one, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Two and, and six how, would feel really because good. Because it, it <laughs> seems like point, you look yeah. around at the Big Ten and you see all these like games that we thought were going to be like, oh, Minnesota will win this game. Oh, Michigan will win this game. Um, you know, the, the Big Ten has gotten better. Team yeah. Northwestern, Illinois Nebraska, has gotten, Minnesota. Illinois gotten worse. They're improving. All yeah. these teams are improving. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer like, oh, we're playing Rutgers. Oh, we're playing, you know, Maryland, or oh, we're playing Northwestern. Yeah. No. no, you're you're not looking now at a situation like, where everybody's oh, like, oh, we're playing Illinois. Yeah, oh, yes, let's go. Right, like, you look at um, man, Tua, Tua's little brother who is a starter yeah. for Maryland right now. Cannot remember his first name, but you know he's looking at Illinois. He's like, oh, like he just put up forty five. Yeah, what yesterday? You know, and you're looking at Illinois. And you're like, man, this secondary is really bad. What can yeah. I do against this? Or any of the other quarterbacks we talked about that Literally. we're going to have to play. It's, it's tough. It's a tough situation. But, I mean, obviously, as I'm looking, I think my record prediction right now is 2-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully we see a completely different team next week and they beat Minnesota. I don't see it happening, though. I don't either. And it'll be a tough it, – it's a tough road from here. Um but I mean, the they've, talked part, about, they've talked about adversity. They've talked about how good that they think they are. They think they talked about how you know they really grinded out this and that. It's time to show it because yeah, you, you show, can't keep you talking. It, you absolutely showed nothing on against Wisconsin. You showed it a little bit today. I will. I got continue yeah. to give everybody credit. They showed it today. But you gotta win. Yeah, at some They're, point at some you point gotta stop to saying, "Yeah, like we're good. We're gonna get it together." Like. You know, we've worked hard for this, da-da-da-da-da, and then not put it out on the field like that. Yeah. I think the hardest part is just how do you evaluate this season when it's done? Because I've already seen on Twitter the fans saying, you know, let's be done with Lovey. Right. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. Last year, I think I was more like, hey, you need to give him some time and look what happened. This year? It's tough. It's tough, and obviously we have a pandemic going on. We have social injustices going on. This year is weird. It's hard. This year, to, but this year is really hard. But at what point do you look at all the other programs, the all these other coaches problems. are succeeding? We're all living in the same moment. We're all having the same problems. 
and why aren't we succeeding? Why is Illinois yeah. not succeeding? So I think that's, I would say, a conversation for another day once we get closer to the end of the season and we see where this team's really at. But it, it's going to get really hard to evaluate what happened this year yeah. if this continues. Yeah, Josh, you got anything else to say? No, I'm just I'm, I'm worried. I think that, <laughs> I, you know, you know if, if Illinois can do it and they beat Minnesota next week, most of our predictions up to that point, we'd be one and two. We'd be correct. Right. So I'm thinking about that, and Minnesota definitely is a winnable game based on what happened yesterday in Maryland. I don't trust their defense. But, you know, I wish that in year five of Lovey Ball, the recruits would be getting better. The defense should be a heck of a lot better. And, yeah, this, the schedule does not look good right now. The defense needs work. It, it's, a work it's still a work in progress, which we should, we should not be saying in year five. Well, <laughs> sorry to leave it on a sad note. Um, yeah, get it, get it done, Illinois football. That, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all we can really say is like if you're if you want to be about it and you want to you want to be a premier team in the Big Ten as people were talking about making that step last year after you make it to a bowl game, it's about consistency. It's about growth. And while the Illini watch all the other teams grow, they're not really growing. They're shrinking. So. I mean, this is a short season. You don't really have a lot of time to turn around and get it together. But it starts on Monday whenever they play. It starts today when they look at film. Yep. It, you know. That's how I felt when I was in, like, sixth grade. Everyone was growing, and I was just <laughs> getting shorter. Shout out to all the short people out there. Um, <laughs> you guys are loved. Sorry, I just had to leave it <laughs> on a better note. Um, but, yeah, that's been our recap for me, for Gabby, for Josh. It's been the Daily Line.